0: Section thirty seven, volume two of The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lucy Perry. The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, volume two, section thirty seven. When it was the ninety eighth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the unfaithful had seized upon king zau al makan and the Wazir dandan they said to the two is there any one else with you twain that we may seize upon him also and the Wazir dandan replied see you not yon other man who be with us they rejoined by the truth of the messiah and the monks and the primate and the metropolitan we see none save you two then the infidels laid shackles on their feet and set men to guard them during the night Whilst that Al Dawai fared on and disappeared from their sight. So they fell to lamenting and saying to each other, Verily, the opposing of pious men leadeth to greater distress than this, and we are punished by the strait which hath befallen us. So far concerning Zau al Makan and the Vazir Dandan but as regards king sharkan he passed that night in the cavern with his comrades and when dawned the day and he had prayed the morn prayer he and his men made ready to do battle with the infidel and he heartened them and promised them all good Then they sallied out till they were hard upon the unbelievers. And when these saw them from afar, they cried out to them, saying, O Muslims, we have taken captives of your Sultan and your Vizier, who hath the ordering of your affairs. And except ye leave off fighting us, we will slay you to the last man. But an you yield yourselves, we will take you to our King, who will make peace with you on condition that you quit our country, and return home and harm us in nought. And we will do you no harm in aught. If ye accept, it will be well for you but if you refuse there remaineth nothing for you but death so we have told you sooth and this is our last word to you now when Sharkhan heard this and was certified of the captivity of his brother and the Wazir dandan he was weighed down with woe and wept his force failed him and making sure of death he said to himself would i know the cause of their capture did they fail of respect to the holy man or disobey him or what was the matter then they sprang up to battle with the unbelievers and slew great numbers of them the brave was known that day from craven men and sword and spear were dyed with bloody stain for the infidels flocked upon them as flies flocked to drink from hill and from plain but Khan and his men ceased not to wage the fight of those who fear not to die nor let death hinder them from the pursuit of victory till the valley ran gore and earth was full of the slain she bore and when night fell the armies separated each making for his own place and the moslems returned to the cavern where gain and loss were manifest to them few remained of them and there was no dependence for them but on allah and the scimitar now there had been slain of them that day five and thirty men of the chiefest emirs and they had killed thousands of the infidels footmen and fighters on horse when shah khan saw this the case was grievous to him and he asked his comrades what shall we do whereto all answered that which almighty allah willeth shall befall us on the morning of the second day shah said to the remnant of his troop if ye go forth to fight not one of you will remain alive and we have but little left of food and water so i deem ye would do better to bear your brands and go forth and stand at the mouth of this cavern to hinder any from entering haply the holy man may have reached the moslem host and may return with ten thousand horses to succour us in the fight with the infidels for belike the unfaithful may have failed to see him and those with him they said this were the better course to take and of its expediency no doubt we make so the troop went out and held the cavern mouth standing by its walls and every one of the infidels who sought to enter in they slew thus did they fend off the foe from the gape of the cavern and they patiently supported all such assaults till day was done and night came on dusky and done and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased her permitted say when it was the ninety-ninth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the army of the moslems held the cavern mouth and stood by its walls and they fended off the foe and every one of the infidels attempted to charge them him they slew and they patiently supported all such assaults till day was done and the night came on dusky and done by which time king sharkan had only five and twenty men and no more left then quoth the infidels to one another when shall these battle days have an end we are weary of warring the moslems and quoth one of them up and at them for there remain of them but five-and-twenty men. If we cannot prevail on them to fight, let us light a fire upon them, and if they submit themselves and yield to us, we will take them prisoners, but if they refuse, we will leave them for fuel to the fire, so they become to men of foreseeing mind a warning dire. May the messiah on their fathers have no grace, and may the sojourn of the Nazarenes be for them no abiding place. So they carried fuel to the jaws of the cavern and set fire to it. Thereupon Sharkan and his companions made sure of perdition and yielded themselves prisoners. And while they were in this condition low, the knight their captain said to those who counseled their slaughter, It is not for any, save for King Aphrodon, to kill them, that he may gratify his wrath. Therefore it behoveth us to keep them in durance by us till the morrow, when we will journey with them to Constantinople, and deliver them to our king, who shall deal with them as he please, said they. This is the right course. And he commanded to pinion them, and set guards over them. Then, as soon as it was black night, the infidels busied themselves with feasting and making festival, and they called for wine, and drank it till all fell upon their backs. Now Sharkan and his brother Zawalmakan were in confinement, and so also were his companion knights, whereupon the elder turned to the younger brother, and said to him, O oh, my brother, how win free! By Allah, replied Zawalmakan, I know not, for here we be like birds in cage. Then Sharkan waxed wroth, and sighed for excessive rage, and stretched himself, till his pinion bonds brass asunder. Whereupon being free he arose and went up to the captain of the guard and taking from his pocket the keys of the fetters freed al Makan and the vizier Dandan and the rest of his men Then he turned to the two and said I desire to slay three of these infidels and take and don their dress We three so that we shall be guised as Greeks and we will pass through them without their knowing us and fare forth to our own force Replied al Makan this is no safe counsel "'For if we kill them, I fear some of their comrades may hear their shrieks, and the foe be aroused upon us, and kill us, to the surer way to pass out of the defile.' So they agreed upon this, and set out, and when they had left the head of the strait a little distance behind, they saw horses picketed, and the riders sleeping, and Sharkan said to his brother, "'Better we take each one of us a steed.' There were five-and-twenty horsemen, so they took five-and-twenty horses, whilst Allah sent sleep upon the infidels, for a purpose he knew, and the faithful mounted and fared on till they were out of reach.' meanwhile shah khan set to gathering from the infidels as many weapons swords and spears as were wanted and while they took saddle and struck forwards none of the infidels supposed that any one could release sowalmakan and his brother and their men or that their prisoners had power to escape now when all the captives were safe from the unfaithful shah khan came up with his comrades and found them awaiting his arrival on coals of flame expecting him in anxious grain so he turned to them and said feel no fear since allah protecteth us i have that to propose which haply shall effect our purpose what is it asked Bay. and he answered i desire that ye all climb to the mountain top and cry out with one voice allo akbar and ye add the army of al islam is upon you allo akbar this wise their company will surely be dissolved nor will they find out the trick for they are drunk but they will think that the moslem troops have encompassed them about on all sides and have mingled with them so they will fall upon one another brand in hand during the confusion of drunkenness and sleep and we will cleave them asunder with their own swords and the scimitar will go around amongst them till dawn replied Zau al-makan this plan is not good we should do better to make our way to our army and speak not a word for if we cry out Alo akbar they will wake and fall on us and not one of us will escape rejoined shahkan by allah though they should awake tis no matter and i long that ye fall in with my plan for naught save good can come of it so they agreed thereon and climbed the mountain and shouted Allo Akbar, and hills and trees and rocks reworded there Allah Akbar for fear of the Almighty. But when the Kaffirs heard this slogan, they cried out to one another, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased her permitted say. End of section 37 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Two, recording by Lucy Perry in Bath, on February twenty seventh, 2009.